Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of Change Makers Radio. This is Sayutip and Simran Kareev. This was the worst terrorist attack in Britain for a decade, the worst ever in the north of England. The Prime Minister expressed outrage. All acts of terrorism, for its appalling, sickening cowardice, deliberately targeting innocent, defenceless children and young people. Islamic State has claimed that one of its members carried out these killings, among them eight-year-old Safi Rose Roussos, who was at the concert with her mother and brother. For the first time, we can reveal that bomber Salman Abedi had connections with a terror cell here in Manchester. We didn't really believe that this could happen. How the internet was used to lure them in. There was definitely a gap in knowledge that social media could be used in that way. And we are back with you this week to discuss a new topic and a new issue. And on this episode, we'll be discussing something that has been seen as a global threat. So, what do you think? Um, so, the topic for this week is terrorism, and terrorism, as we know it, has been an issue growing in different parts of the world. So, only last week, uh, on May 22nd, we heard about the bombing at a concert in Manchester, followed by other two bombings where many lost their lives. So, what is it exactly that drives people to conduct such violent acts and frighten civilians? So much death and destruction, and what role does globalization play in this scenario? So, we have with us today two guests from GSSC. Guys, if you would please introduce yourselves. So hello everyone. My name is George from cohort two. I'm from America. Um, hello, my name is Base. I'm from cohort two, GSSC. I'm from Thailand. All right, it's going to be interesting. So our topic today, we are about to discuss what role of globalizations play when it comes to terrorism. So Base, would you like to go first? Yes. Okay, I can start with saying that I'm not either leaning towards east side because I'm very open to this. Discussions. Um, personally, I think um, globalization has so many aspects that um, lead mm. to a more intensive interaction among people around the world. And if you think of this in the terrorism scenario, it is some way a tool to connect people around the world to know what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. As we all experienced, like um, last several days when um, the event happened, everyone. Knows about it. What do you think? Well, you know, base. When I think about globalization and terrorism, I think they're really interconnected in many ways. Like you said, um, you really cannot separate them too. As one, really, globalization really drives terrorism into a whole nother level as it is before. I'm not saying that before globalization, terrorism wasn't prominent or wasn't exist, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that globalization gave it a bigger stage for terrorism to perform on, mm-hmm. and it might not cause it like you guys specifically say, but it definitely contributes to a part of terrorism. 
Okay, George. So, what will be your first main cause of terrorism from globalization? I think the and and culture is one of the main thing I want to talk about is blending of culture. Um, mm-hmm. as the Muslim religion, they had a kind of um a really traditional way of um following their religion, and mm-hmm. that hasn't uh, changed too much um over the centuries. Mm-hmm. However, through globalization, um the world is uh, constantly changing. Um, religion really cannot um, adapt to, mm-hmm. and some of these extremists might latch on to their previous beliefs and see that. Globalization is bringing all these ideas of capitalism is good. Um, we should do this. We should um, fight for more um, money or economic growth or something that it does not follow their basic belief within their religion, and this will cause a conflict between mm-hmm. this religion um, and it will cause them to lash out in a way such as um, terrorism. Right. I think yeah, your reasons are true and. It's about religion and culture conflict also because um, as the time goes by and it seems like Western countries are gaining more and more power and more um, control um, over the world, mm-hmm. and their developments is basically everyone's developments because they are talking about the same thing. Discourse of development because mm-hmm. it's um, typically typically inherently. Western ideas that are spread throughout the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is gonna subscribe to it. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of different culture existing in the world, indigenous culture um, beliefs and religions, but they have their own reality of what they want country national trajectory to be. Development discourse is sort of sort of uh, hostile to their beliefs and culture, so that's why See? they kind of. Latch out, I think. Wow, that's what is such explicit explanation from you guys. Well, that's very interesting. You know, like whoever ever think that like cultural and uh, religion will play such a big role in like turning a group of people to to be terrorist. And um, okay, so we've been talking about a uh, religious and uh, cultural aspect. So let's turn to another two aspects. Uh, so how about like political and uh, economy aspects? So based on uh, what's, what's your opinions on these aspects? So I don't think I have this um, enough information to really determine if there is any economic aspect to this terrorism thing. But I've always been curious um, about how this um, terrorism group actually get the weapons from. <laughs> Like, how do they coordinate? How do they actually make the holding function? Is it because somebody is funding them, or are they getting the source from somewhere um, we don't know, or it's just the mainstream economy that they're operating from, on? From what I know, is that most a lot of their weapons is actually um, from U.S. or Russian-based mm-hmm. um, suppliers. Are you responsible and, for this? <laughs> um, I'm not saying that we are responsible or not, but I'm saying that we um, politically it plays a huge role into developing into this kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I remember, there's um, conflict. Um, well, I don't. There's conflict already there um, between religious groups that's living there, yeah. as well as the political struggles, who's in power and who wants to um, revolution or revolt or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then when you also have um, outside influence like um, the U.S. coming in and they're using this stage as kind of like a proxy war between mm-hmm. other countries, like mm-hmm. for example U.S. and um, Russia, and then it actually 
create an even bigger scale and it um, creates more, it supplies more resources for them to actually um, accomplish their um, aim of terrorizing or causing violence and destruction in this world. So besides um, cultural or religious views, I think political plays a huge role in terrorism in this world. Um, I think it's a little bit ironic that um, um, maybe these terrorism groups are working on rejecting this whole idea of development, but they are actually partially benefit from the economic liberalization. So they get this whole lot of things function just because yeah. economy is working, and the economy is working because there is liberalizations of economy. And um, I don't know, they are trying to reject this whole idea of development. Maybe, maybe that ideal world is to have a world that there is no economy at all, but they are using this economy as a tool to mm-hmm. kind of counter strike the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So use using what already what already exists to make it non-existing. <laughs> So that's interesting because um, globalization is something that's known to act like a catalyst when it comes to spreading trends and changing views. So we know that media media also plays a, a huge role in spreading the news of terrorism far and wide, and um, as a result, there is panic over the population. So. Do you think that um, sensationalizing news about terrorism spreads more fear and in some ways even encourages acts of violence? What's your take on this? I think that um, with the news and the media nowadays, people are able to see and know a lot more than they used to. And this is both positive and negative. I mean, like you said, um, with these images of um, people seeing um, what's happening of these uh, maybe public um, executions or um, bombings of um, places uh, like I don't know embassies or buildings throughout um, the Middle East or even the concert that you mentioned, these become widely known throughout the whole world, and that only takes a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, I think people have the right to know about this, but it also has the after effect of spreading fear between the people. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but I think there should be maybe some kind of way to um, spread it so then people don't panic Mm -hmm. during these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't know what's the best way to handle this because there's also the the argument that people have the right to know and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. also, I think it's also really important that countries also have the right to protect their people. Mm -hmm. Um, When people have this kind of information, they start to panic and it's going to cause disruption throughout the society, which is also a problem. Mm-hmm. So, as of right now, I'm not seeing what's the best solution to this. Mm-hmm. So, base, um, can you tell us more about the bombing that happened in Bangkok? I mean, uh, that was an act of terrorism that was very close to home. So, yeah. do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I wouldn't have imagined that it would be so close as to um, having this bombing in Bangkok, like, at the very center of Bangkok. This event happened um, two years ago, I think in 2015, when there was this bombing in the, um, the heart of the city and people obviously didn't expect such thing to happen because, um, I mean, if we're talking about um, the situation of tourism in Thailand, um, it has been happening for decades, but it is um, pretty much concentrated in the southernmost part of Thailand, mm-hmm. um, the province, um, Patani, 
Yala So these provinces um, actually experience a lot of um, unexpected bombings, mm-hmm. um, but actually now it's become expected bombings. So um, there are a lot of casualties, a lot of injuries, but I would say that not many people would have thought that it would have gone far into the capital city of Thailand. So I think it signals some intensity of the terrorism and this um, rage, um, hostility they are accumulating throughout this um, whole time. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think, think they're trying to send their message out. I think this is one of the biggest influence of terrorism is that the unexpectedly and the mm-hmm. results that it can bring. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, when yeah. you don't expect something to happen and it suddenly happens, the the fear, the the not knowing part is what really yeah gets right. into people's mind. Is their objective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, all right. So that's interesting, and uh, I have another question. That while you guys are talking, mm-hmm. yeah, it actually took me back to the topic. Do you think like um, the terrorist attacks across the world would lead to cause terrorist attack in Bangkok or even in Thailand? So I heard from recent news that um, there was this strike in Philippines. I'm not sure which city is that, but it's really, really close to um, my country, Thailand. So, See, that's another thing that's really interesting is that you can have a bombing in Philippines, which is thousands of kilometers away, mm-hmm. but the people in Thailand will be in fear. Yeah, and that is pretty much. <laughs> that is what is really amazing about globalization is that it really plays a big role into spreading this fear. I mean, you don't literally need to be in the location where it happened to be actually be scared. You just need to know about it that there's um, a bombing, and then you'll be thinking, "Will I be next? Will it be in my city, or my country, or something like that?" And that mm-hmm. really affects the the livelihood and the mindset of actually the whole world. Mm-hmm which is a really scary process and I think these terrorist groups are using globalism like really well into spreading their their fear. Um, so taking all the matters that we discussed into consideration, what do you think we can do to stop terrorism, religious tolerance, education, further development? What do you think can be the means to achieve world peace? Um, if terrorism is an act that is exploiting on our unexpectation, then the best way to actually face with it is to make the terrorism an expectation Mm -hmm. around the world. So I think the possible way is that I would suggest that like multilateral agencies like UN and um, big organizations that are um, working towards one very specific goal, we can have another establishment that is completely focused on terrorism and make terrorism a huge focus on this global scenario, make the rules, laws or agreements that can be um, enforced in every country regarding the actions to be taken nationally um, towards terrorism. Maybe we can set more protection mechanisms um, so that it is and more difficult for terrorism to get their action around the world. Like what happened in Manchester, who would have thought that these terrorists will get into Manchester? Mm-hmm. But because people of Manchester or people of um, UK do not really expect that, but if you make um, such a framework that allows everyone to expect this terrorism, then we can 
alleviate the situation and make them weak. Right. So let me put out the hand. Um, um, have George, do you have anything to add? Uh, my view is uh, slightly different from him. Okay. Um, base is more focused on the global aspect. For me, I, I kind of um, think it's more um, practical to work on a smaller scale is to um, increase the acceptance mm -hmm. of these religious groups and the prejudices mm -hmm. that people have towards Muslim uh, religion. I think one of the biggest problems is that uh, when you when people see um, themselves as one group and then there's an out group, it's going to create conflict in the future. Mm -hmm. I think we need to cut off this barrier and let people of all religion um, connect to each other, understand what is their point of view behind this, to really understand that the reason behind the why they conduct these um, acts of terrorism mm -hmm. in order to actually counter it. Because mm -hmm. I personally believe when it's come to the point where we have to actually stop it, it's already too late. We mm -hmm. should go to the point where we have to prevent it from actually happening in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the prevention method um, that I think is the most effective is to understand their mindset behind everything. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of promote a more um, closer relationship. So thank you everyone for listening to our podcast today. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you want to find out more about us and listen to our previous program, you may visit ideas at sgs.org. And finally, if you like this episode, please help us grow by sharing our podcast. Thank you and see you next week.